0: This episode is sponsored by PreApps. Go to preapps.com and check out all the services that they offer to help you launch your app into the different app stores. They work with iOS, Android, even Windows, and I can see from their website they have about 56 million client downloads that they've attracted through 1,850 apps that they've worked with, and they've helped these apps by putting them into uh, app review sites and press releases. Now I've got a 10% discount for you to use. Use the promo code AppGuy, uh, but that 10% discount is actually going. To expire at the end of the month. So take action now. Thank you very much to preapps for sponsoring this show. This episode is sponsored by gummycube.com. That's ww.gummycube g-u-m-m-i-c-u-b-e.com. They offer app store optimization and app store intelligence, and they are dedicated to helping your mobile app find its right audience. So to go and check it out, just simply go to their website or google gummycube.com. And uh, thank you very much for sponsoring this show. Hi, I'm Dave Bell, the CEO of Gummy Cube, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast.
1: The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul the
0: App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. And it's with great pleasure today that I'm doing something that I have never done before in the 218 episodes that precede this. Most of the episodes, in fact, all of them have been recorded and then edited and then go on to the, uh, the podcast. It, 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 literally, in, usually it takes uh, several days to get my episodes out. But this is an episode where I am recording it almost live. Uh, we're getting very close to being live. It's uh, probably going, going to go out uh, 20 minutes or so after we've ended up recording this. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because I've got a fascinating entrepreneur and app developer, founder of uh, a wonderful app. It's an amazing idea, and it's all about uh, live, uh, live sport. Um, so the website I want you to go and check out now is Ultimate Fan Live, Ultimate Fan Live. And uh, the uh, entrepreneur that I'm speaking with is uh, Sohail Godol. Uh, so, 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 Sah- I wanted to w- welcome you to the App Guy podcast. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, wonderful. Well,
1: very glad to be. here.
0: I'm thrilled you could, you know, find the time. I know we had some logistical issues, but we've, we're we're here. And I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, first of all, this, tell us about your amazing app, the Ultimate Fan Live, because I think it's it's fascinating.
1: Yeah. So. Um so Ultimate Fan Live is is basically a second-screen fantasy football app that you play during live matches. So what we're doing is we're taking a season-long game, the traditional fantasy football game, and we're turning that into a 90-minute experience. And that's, that's achieved through turning um, all the live uh, player events that take place um, during a live sports match, during a football match. And we're turning those into points um, that is effectively turned into a game um, for users to play during matches um, so what we're doing with football is turning it into a interactive
0: experience it's one so how did you get this idea because it just seems such a great idea and I honestly ca- cannot believe this is you know the first time I'm coming across this in, in all my years as you know an app developer an app entrepreneur uh, how did you get the idea?
1: actually a lot of people have asked that when they they hear about the idea they say pretty much the same thing that it kind of you know it makes sense um football should be should be watched that way um so i mean the idea came about probably a couple of years ago in my background myself i've worked a lot in mobile um more pretty much in within the smartphone um, space so when apps have come about over the last years i've seen the convergence of, of things moving towards apps and um obviously being a big football fan myself and somebody who played the traditional fantasy games um they just seem really outdated they were pretty much season-long games so i myself stopped playing those types of games because they just require too much time to to play um and it just made sense of how football is watched it's becoming more global now there's a lot more data that that's uh, part of football now in terms of uh, in terms of please now recording all the live data um so i i was watching football a couple of years ago with a with a friend of mine and um and we were thinking why could you not do something with your smartphone now during it during a live match and uh it just made sense that you know there's all these players running about kicking a ball and um you know surely you could you know, that could be brought to life on your phone, they're all connected to the internet, something could be done around it. So I guess that's, that's where the, the kind of foundations to the idea were born. Um, something around doing real-time gaming during
0: live football. What what a wonderful story. And you know, it's almost like every single listener now is, you know, thinking about when they're, I don't know, watching a game, they come up with an app idea uh, with their mates, you know, and uh, there's something different about you because you you came up with that idea and then you've built this, you know, you've actually made it work and you've, you've built it. and w- What's, you know, your background and how come you can come up with an idea and then, you know, you just make it a reality rather than most people where they come up with the idea and then it just sits there as an idea for, you know, a long time.
1: I guess my story is that I really wanted to be in the startup space is something that I've been wanting to do for a number of years so um i like probably a lot of people worked in in corporate jobs before um but I wasn't really feeling fulfilled and i knew that I wanted to, to 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 do something in the startup space obviously i was quite passionate about apps I knew I wanted to do something in that area so i guess the difference for me was that i was i was quite driven to to really push the idea because like you said an idea a lot of people have ideas but you know what counts is those that kind of take that and push it forward and there is a there's a whole journey behind that and it's different for everyone it's not an easy thing but I yes you know what what i did was really push on that and really um work really hard to make it happen um and it's not easy i won't deny it. it's, it's it's not easy but if if you're driven and, and you really want to succeed then um then you know you've got a good shot at getting there
0: well, so, Hale, this is what this podcast is all about. We've had listeners who have left their jobs, their corporate uh, jobs, the safety net, to go and be their own entrepreneur. So I'd love to dig into this exactly. story a bit more because you're inspiring the hell out of me right now. You know, so were you actually in a corporate job and you came up with this idea and that's when you you made this change? Perhaps you could just go back to that time where you had the idea. What, what were you doing? Were you working? Did you have to set up a company? So, Talk so- us about that.
1: Absolutely. So I was working. Um, I was in a full-time job myself, and my story of how, how I started this was um, bootstrapping on the side, um, part-time. So obviously outside of working hours, um, I actually uh, I don't have a technical background myself, and I reached out to my contact in terms of who would be interested in um, in building some kind of prototype for this. And um, it's actually my cousin in the end was the one. That, that um agreed that he'd um he was the developer himself and he liked the idea he wasn't actually into football but he liked the idea so much to say yeah let's give it a go let's try it let's let's bootstrap it so we do it on the side in the weekends and evenings built a prototype um and uh, it was a functioning prototype obviously it wasn't pretty or anything but just to just to see that you know it could actually be done it could actually work um and we spent some time on that and that was i guess that was the first step the baby step you know to, to you know to the start of, of actually building out the the eventual app um so i guess after that um what what happened on my side was bootstrapping it's difficult i mean it works for some our type of app had a lot of complexity to it um so it needed a lot more resources you know i was putting some of my own funds into this to get the prototype um the difference with me is i i took the prototype forward um and then i pitched it to uh to some investors um and they they loved the idea they loved uh, what i was doing and um that's i guess the prototype was the foundations to to raising the investment to take it forward and really build out the app uh, pretty much what you see today
0: okay so we're spending a lot of time one of the biggest questions i get at the moment is how to get investors for your idea now you had one advantage in that yours wasn't just an idea you had a prototype to physically show investors but you still had to get in front of them how, how did you approach those investors and get their time which ultimately led to you know the funding of of your idea
1: so look i'd say it works differently for for everybody one. Um, I was a little bit fortuitous in uh, in my journey in that through my contacts um, that I really thought about who I could reach out to through through my contacts. Um, I was led to some uh, to some angels. Uh, They're looking to invest in early stage startups. Um, so I didn't have to go on the whole round of job chasing like a load of investors. These guys were already into football, um, and you know I I obviously the whole. Whole process took a while but in terms of getting to the right people it was quite fortuitous and i didn't have to spend like a great deal of time i knew that these were the guys um that would be investing in the business and they felt like they were, they were the right fit and they really believed in the idea um the whole journey itself actually takes some time so you know people uh you know you don't get investment sort of like the next day even though you have a very positive first meeting so that whole process took some time um so you know like i said it's it's different for, for everyone. Um, but I'd say the first thing, the first step people should do is really reach out um, and really go through their contacts and see if there's anybody that's connected directly or indirectly to somebody um, that potentially would be would be looking to invest.
0: Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I set the podcast up was to become networked. And what, what it reminds the Appster Tribe listening to this right now is that you've got to leverage a network and it may be that you have high net worth individuals or angels within your own network or friends of friends who ultimately then, you know, find the idea r- incredibly interesting and then uh, give you the funds. So it must have been, uh, tell us about that time then when you uh, managed to go through all the, the paperwork and get the, the angel money on board and you had a limited company, I'm, I'm sure, and they put the money in. Is that when you said, right, that's it, I'm I'm, I'm all in now. I'm, I'm giving up work and I'm going to go full well, time on it. what's
1: in thing for me is i actually made a decision that i would um it wasn't at that point that i quit my job i actually made a decision um that i would quit my job regardless um so i actually quit the job about uh three three or four months before i actually got the money coming through um and that was just so i could totally focus on this um i was quite i was quite high On on these particular guys that would invest in the business, but I said to myself, look, I'm going to focus on this full time. Even if even if this this deal falls through, I'm going to focus 100% on the business to make it happen. And if I need to go to reach out to other investors, Um, it was just it was just a mindset shift. I just had this moment where you know I saw that there was potential interest in the app from the outside. Um I decided that I'm just going to totally focus on this and just make it happen. And I think that was a very big moment for me because a lot of people are, you know, they're in jobs and everything and they're, they're looking to make a move. But it's very hard to just switch and just say, look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just go r- just ride with it and, and see what happens. But when you have total focus, you know, things change and, and you'll make it happen.
0: Yeah, it's important to me because it's how I ended up in this business. I left a six-figure salary and that was, uh, unfortunately, I wish I'd talked to you a few years ago because I had no exit strategy. I just uh, ended up getting involved in some uh, businesses that uh, actually failed. And I wish I had like a focused plan when I left. And that's something I always recommend to the listeners is that uh, it's important to have some passion that you you catch hold of early on when you're making that decision to uh, leave
1: yeah uh, i think a lot of people what puts people off is, is the fear of you know of, of things not working out and then obviously you know you're comfortable in a job and everything but you know when you're totally focused obviously if you're really vested into an idea and you really believe in it and obviously that kind of momentum builds up over time um you just kind of if you really want to enter the, the startup space and really follow your passion sometimes you just kind of need to make that switch. Um, even if things seem uncertain, you just got to believe it's going to work out.
0: And what did you do about office space then? Because I, I think, are you calling me from an office? Uh, have you got like an incubator? Yes, um,
1: or... so so, uh, so first um, we moved into a shared workspace in Shoreditch. Um, there's a lot of co-working spaces in London where you just hire a couple of desks out. Um, recently we moved to, to Kings across we've got our own private little office now
0: wonderful yeah and uh, so it's just so great to hear you what what was at the moment where you just knew that uh, other people you know it was taking off because uh, um, I'm assuming that then you you've got into the app Store and you're quite happy with the uh, download figures so far with your your app
1: so w- what I'd say is everything's you know it's it's all about milestones so you, know, you- Though we got the funding, the funding just meant we could, we had a good shot at really building out the app. It's still very early days. So, October of 2015, when we got the funding, um, we basically spent the next eight months building out the app. Um, at this point, it was still just an idea around it being real time. We had a basic premise of the game, but we really needed to see what was the user feedback going to be. Um, you know, is this something that they were placed. we did a lot of user testing um in uh, we did we we would build prototypes in in one week and we'd test very uh, subtle variations of the game during live matches in the in the london sports bar and we'd just get some 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 sports fans to come in, test the app, buy them a couple of drinks and get their feedback and then when out of the four ideas we tested one of them really stuck, and that's the one we we built out we spent a long time building out the app. Our particular app has is, is, has a lot of complexity to it. Other apps are much easier. They're the less around data. Um, for ours, it was quite a long process to build it out, really test it, and really get it bug free. Um, and that's just an ongoing journey. So we spent, you know, best part of of the next six months after that building out the app and getting it ready for, for you know to submit on the app store. Uh, then we beta tested for the World Cup of it. This year, um, our first users that downloaded the app, and then we saw the feedback was really good, and we pretty much kicked on from there. Um, we've got the Premier League and Champions League, all the games for those, running since since August, um, and we kicked on from there. Um, and it, it's still, it was still in the journey. You know, we're 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 doing really well. The the feedback for the app's incredible. People really love the app, um, but we're continually still. Looking to improve the app, um, adding new features, um, and that's going to continue uh, in future. We're going to continue improving it, adding, adding stuff, making it better, and and you know making sure it grows in the right way.
0: That, that's wonderful. And actually, uh, my my sponsor PreApps they help uh, app developers with testing uh, their apps uh, by providing uh, beta testers and uh, and uh, having a community of. Uh, 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 early f- adopters of apps who can provide feedback. So it's probably a good time to just transition into a, a quick uh, ad for my sponsor uh, to talk about um, pre apps and uh, also my other sponsor, Gummy Cube. This episode is brought to you by Pre Apps. You need to go to preapps.com and check these guys out. Now, the reason I'm excited about working with uh, Pre Apps and the fact that they're supporting this show is that they offer a platform where users who are considered early adopters go and register because they want to get access to the latest the newest apps they want to be the first and these are the audience that you need to tap into to get uh, feedback on your app so as an app developer what you can do is you can register your app and uh, have it listed on pre-apps and then uh, actually find an audience of uh, beta testers and Uh, These guys can actually give you some positive feedback or negative, whatever it means, uh, but to improve your app at a very early stage. And uh, then it really helps them to uh, launch. And they have really good features for launching apps. For example, they can actually do press releases for you uh, to get you on uh, app review sites as well. And uh, just try and create some buzz about your app. So it's really ideal for app developers who are potentially launching apps, but also app uh, developers who are trying to create a minimum viable product. Uh, get a minimum viable app out there uh, and start to get feedback uh, from an early stage from a group of beta testers so i highly recommend going and just checking it out it's actually free to sign up uh, but they do offer these services and i have a 10 percent discount now don't delay because this discount is actually coming to an end uh, we can't uh, hold it for too much longer so uh, just use the promo code app guy that's the promo code app guy and uh, then you'll get a 10 percent discount but obviously you need to go and visit preapps.com so thank you very much preapps.com for supporting this show and uh, i highly recommend you go and check them out now this episode of the App guy podcast is sponsored by gummy cube that's uh, www.gummycube with two m's g u m m i c u b e.com uh, they are an app store optimization expert and they can really help you with Uh, a lot of different things relating to app store optimization. It's a little bit like search engine optimization for websites, but this is for apps, so it's ASO, and they can help with on-page content optimization. Now, what does that mean? Well, uh, I just want you to think right now on how much time you've spent on these uh, areas of performance. Uh, App title, app description, app icon, app screenshots, app category, app keywords, an app publisher name. How much real thought have you put into that? I bet you, uh, if you're like me, you just are so focused on the app that you just get then uh, a random title, you get a logo uh, done quickly and you don't really put too much thought into the app description. You throw it up and then you celebrate when you get through the review process, especially by Apple. uh, And uh, and that's the end of it. But really, uh, you need to be uh, appointing these experts to... Uh, actually go through uh, everything that could potentially increase downloads for your app. So uh, giving your uh, for example your app a correct title uh, the most appropriate title for uh, users to then have a compelling reason to download uh, and they can help you with the 255 characters that you have to play with Uh, app keywords, this is really what users are looking for uh, when downloading an app. And uh, you have 100 characters. You need to use those 100 characters extremely sensibly. And I think that it's, it needs expert help. And that's where Gummy Cube can come in and help you. So Gummy Cube, that's wwwgummycubegummicubecom And uh, they offer some excellent app store optimization and uh, reviews. Uh, thank you very much for supporting this show. And so there's two things we need to do before we say goodbye, Sahil. Uh, one is we'd love to flesh out a potential idea from you that others can go ahead and start building themselves. And I'm almost tempted to go down the line of uh, something uh, along the lines of live because uh, are you focused entirely on sports? Is it? Just, yes, just we're, football? we're
1: entirely about sports. We're entirely about real time.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, so
1: we're football, but but we're going to branch out to other sports.
0: Yeah, it, it does make sense, doesn't it, to actually branch out to cover uh, all the other popular uh, uh, sports? Absolutely. Is that worldwide as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, football is the biggest sport at the minute. It's a good one to start with, but there's definitely scope and potential to 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 do this for other team-based sports. Um, but that's the next step. We're just focused on on football at the minute.
0: Yeah, uh, almost sort of. Tempted to say to, to the App Tribe listening, if they're looking for ideas, that there must be, um, you know, some crossover, not with sport, but with, you know, some other area in life where it's just wonderful uh, to sit down and... Uh, almost like watch TV. Uh, there's a survey on um, one of the websites I was looking at today, in fact. I think it was one of the mobile ad networks that was saying uh, 69% or something, don't quote me on that, but a very high percentage of people listened, uh, have their smartphone in their hand whilst watching TV. And there's almost uh, like all these uh, other ideas where you could have, uh, for example, there are uh, live events on TV, uh, live game shows, uh, you know, live... Um, Britain's Got Talent all these other things I mean I can imagine it's
1: it's, it's what they're calling second screen now basically it's all about second screen
0: yeah and obviously advertisers have picked up on that as well haven't they That I know that during the Super Bowl in the US it was quite a high percentage of uh, companies were using Shazam to Shazam the ad or QR codes to actually interact with the ads live and uh yeah, I guess the idea is we can't think of it here, but uh, unless you do have any other ideas which you're not pursuing, but uh, I, I do think there's something along the lines of a second screen uh, along along um, I guess, the live I guess I guess what
1: you could leave, leave, yeah, I guess what you could leave the audience to think about is um is you know what kind of things do you do when you watch TV now? And it's obviously different to how you used to watch five years ago. Like you're on Twitter. You know, you're on Facebook, you're, you're talking to people. Um, it's pretty much around that in terms of what, what, what you particularly watch on TV. Um, and because second screens is only going to get much bigger in terms of how we started football. It was about, you know, when you're watching football, there's banter, all that element that we try to bring into the app. Um, so, you know, everybody, when they're watching TV now, whether it's news, whether it's it's a soap, it's a drama, uh, Um, It's a different habit in terms of how you watch now because you've got your phone on, you've got your iPad. So I guess if you think something along those lines in terms of, you know, making it more interactive or, you know, connecting with people... um,
0: yeah, you could almost like—I mean, the soaps—the soaps themselves in the UK are still through scheduled TVs, so they come out almost at uh, like a, an exact time. And I'm almost thinking of an app, say for EastEnders, but make it like a like a fun interactive uh, game, online game, or you could gamify the whole exactly. process of watching TV.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could vote we- about something, you know, about that particular show. But obviously, people are doing that now with some of these reality shows um, but it's really allowing the audience to kind of have their say Um, and you know when when you suddenly feel you're part of you know you're not just watching but you're part of something bigger it, it totally changes the dynamic
0: uh, almost as well you know there's um what the uh, advertisers are doing is uh they're using uh tv shows to uh, do product placement so you could have some gamification around uh product placement uh, you know how many times uh are we going to see an apple product in the on the screen or a can of coke you know and all these kind of little gamified uh ways of enjoying the uh, and, and almost making a mockery of uh what we're watching uh, there's an idea um
1: yeah absolutely
0: okay well that's a bit of fun we like to try and think of new ideas and it was uh, interesting going down that line uh, the other thing we have to ask you is this is a show about apps and we love uh, discovering new apps and uh, do you have your i guess you're using your phone to actually call me but uh, if you could do it from yes, memory <laughs> so yeah do it from memory are there any um, apart from ultimate fan live which we'll uh, give links to at the end what uh, other apps would you suggest people uh, have a go at trying
1: um I'm just going to have a really quick peek on my phone to see some <laughs> new, new okay. ones that I've, that I've downloaded recently. There's two that I could mention that I'm finding very good, and they're related to work and being quite productive um, in, in terms of how, how you work and, and schedule things. So one is a, an app that's called Sunrise, and that's a calendar app, and that basically gets all your, um, your meetings um, onto an app, and it's a very nice way of seeing on your phone phone these are the meetings or the calls you have um it's got the reminders notifications it links well to outlook to, to gmail um and uh yeah it's pretty cool I've, I've started using that quite a lot the other one is is um is actually a collaboration a team collaboration software um it's desktop and, and there's also a mobile now it's called slack um, it's been doing quite well I think it's come out of the US um, It's a lot of startups have started to use it um, and that that's really good for remote working uh, if you've got some people on your team that work remotely um, imagine like a Skype um, that um, has a lot more functionality um, so you can have different threads within your team um, to talk about uh, work related stuff and uh, it's got some very clever tools in there in terms of you know sharing uh sharing documents sharing sharing work within there so that's another app that i've started to use quite a lot recently as well
0: well two great recommendations so for you listening now uh, just go to the co and search for episode 219 and i'll have links to those apps that we just talked about but also uh, other links to the things that we've mentioned and uh ultimate fan live but sohol uh, it's just been great talking to you And uh, I'd love to know, you know, you've inspired me. I'm sure you've inspiring everyone listening to this. Uh, How best can we, you know, what's the best way of reaching out and connecting with you?
1: Uh, So I can share the details with you. I'm on Twitter. I use Twitter quite a lot. Um, So I've got a personal account on there, or you can reach out to the Ultimate Fan Live, at Ultimate Fan Live uh, Twitter account that's quite active that I'm always checking um, otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn, um, which you can search. If you search my, my first and last name, um, I'm on there as well. So uh, I'm always, you know, um, the startup world is quite small, so I'm always open to, you know, people want a bit of advice or try and find a bit of time for them um, to, to, to help out.
0: Oh, you are, and I can vouch for you because you've graciously given your, your time on this show. And uh, I, did, uh, I do remember Kevin Spacey uh, once saying that once you... You know, almost like if you go through the journey yourself and and reach some level of success, it's your. Uh, and I was like, reminded reminded of him saying, uh, "Put the ladder down for other people because absolutely, uh, absolutely, we all, we all need a helping hand." And uh, I know that uh, many of the guests, uh, the listeners uh, listening to the show right now, uh, you know, can use uh, some help. So, well, you've certainly been extremely inspirational, and uh, I'm sure that we're going to have one or two people, perhaps. Uh, taking your advice and uh maybe even going out and joining a startup or doing something on their own which is wonderful So, what the show is all about so
1: fantastic i'd hope so
0: <laughs> okay well so hale it's been a, a real pleasure thank you very much for sharing your journey about ultimate fan live and your journey into the startup world uh all the best with the future and we'd love to ha- have you back at some time
1: thanks paul thanks for having me on
0: just to remind you that this episode is sponsored by preapps.com and that promo code appguy is going to expire pretty soon so take action go and check out preapps.com it's free to register there's no commitment but if you do decide to go down the route of some of the services then you will get a 10% discount with appguy and that is going to expire so the report is ticking go ahead and do that now thank you so much to preapps for supporting this show remember this show is sponsored by gummycube.com just go to www.gummycube with two m's g-u-m-m-i-cube.com and they offer app store optimization services for one flat monthly fee so that's gummycube.com thank you very much for supporting the app guide podcast Somebody told me recently that you can increase your reviews by 300% plus if you actually ask. So I am asking, and appealing to you now. If you are listening to this show, then I would love a five-star review. It makes a massive difference. Uh, I mean, I've just climbed about 100 places in the charts, literally by uh, five reviews left on maybe a single day. And so if you're listening to this now and you're thinking, uh, I don't need to leave a review, other people it's not the case. You, you need to leave a review and, uh, you know, it's uh, content that I'm putting out here for you and it makes such a big difference for me. So don't be like there's millions of people that use apps and never leave reviews. Do something great. Leave a review and uh, I will then uh, read that and uh, help you as well if you need it. But uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you as a, just a, as a producer of uh, great interviews uh, that i go ahead and uh, open up your podcasting app and just now go and leave me preferably a five-star review and you'll see that that makes uh, a really big difference in the uh, impact of this show and it gets it in the hands of more people so go ahead don't be lazy please leave a review it means so much thank you very much